0: Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane Podcast. It's your boy Ugo. It's Friday and I'm really excited uh, about the weekend. Looking forward to the Derby. But before we talk about the Derby, uh, I wanted to, you know, review the game between Manchester United at Derby, the FA Cup fifth round tie um, at Pride Park. Um, A couple of things to kind of uh, talk about there. I think we we have to say for sure it wasn't a, um, it wasn't the best performance this season or anything like that. It was a really comfortable game. Uh, we never really got out of second gear. Um, I think Derby rested a few players. Uh, we went with a fairly strong eleven, but yeah, we rotated a bit uh, with Dalo... Uh, Bayi Lingard all coming in uh, as, as well as Sergio Romero, uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a really comfortable game. Uh, Three 0 two goals from Igalo, a goal from Luxor, <laughs> a rare goal from Luxor, I should say. Uh, and he was really quick to, to claim that goal I, I think it it uh, went off Lingard to get in but yeah fair play to Shaw. Shaw had a, an amazing game and I think uh, Shaw deserves some love uh, in the past couple of weeks he's been amazing he has really risen to the challenge I think probably this time last year you could argue that Shaw was kind of on his way out and I mean if, in fact just a couple of you know, weeks back or a couple of months back, you could you could you know generally make the case that everyone was saying that Brandon Williams, uh, me included as well, that Brandon Williams was the uh, you know going to be the first choice um, left back, and you know should be given the opportunity to be. I mean. And Brandon Williams has not really done too much wrong in the past couple of weeks, but uh, we could see Shaw really um, stepping it up and and showing his level. Uh, You know, I I don't think we've seen him play the way he's been playing uh, since he joined the club. Uh, That horrific injury against PSV, you know, really derailed his progress. Um, I think you could say having a manager like Jose as well afterwards, um, wasn't necessarily helpful for him because, you know, I think Josie just knocked his confidence with the public, um, humiliation and, and, and public comments that, that were really hurtful at, at, at the time. So I think Luke Shaw has, you know, con- is, is taking, you know, the steps in the right direction, trending in the right direction. Um, really happy for him, really happy for, you know, what he's, uh, he has been able to accomplish, um, one goal, one assist, beautiful uh, performance overall. You know, driving forward, making forward passes, and that's what you really need uh, from a modern fullback. Uh, he's thrived in both the left center back position as well as uh, at left back, and he's been really a solid presence. And you know, great time for him to pick up form as well because we really need him. Um, it was. Um, a decent game for Igalo as well. Uh, really pumped for Igalo. Uh, three goals in two starts for him. Uh, could be could could be five very easily, right? You know, he, he could have had an, a, a hat-trick, uh, could have scored two goals prior to, to that uh, as well. So, Igalo has been amazing. He, he's been um, what we've lacked in terms of uh, a different option from the type of strikers that we have, you know, the Marcus and Marciala, really flair uh, players, uh, give you something completely different from what Igalo does. And I think the most exciting thing about what Igalo does is how simple he keeps the game. You know, gets the ball, lays it off. You know, that that can get underrated and if you look at the second if you watch the second goal again you see he gets the ball he finds Mata around the corner Mata puts it back in really really smart uh, play he he rarely loses the ball right you know he always makes very high percentage play and I'm a big fan of players who make high percentage play I don't necessarily care so much about um, the flair players I think if you're a professional footballer you probably have a lot of skills in you, you've you know excelled and done a lot of good stuff, but for you to really play at the highest level it's about efficiency, it's about what you do with the ball, it's about making sure that the team wins and I think he's that kind of player he's a a player who is focused on getting making sure that the team wins and he's becoming a cult hero at Old Trafford he's becoming a cult hero among Manchester United supporters and um I'm really happy for him I'm really really excited for him because uh, I I don't think a lot of people gave him a a chance uh people his critics you know probably thought it was um going to be a a really really tough one for him to come in and settle in but you know one of the patterns we're noticing is that players really settle in all the players that ole has has brought in have settled in very nicely bruno is hitting hit the ground running uh, igalo has hit hit the ground running uh you know first few weeks Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Harry Maguire, Daniel James—all the players that Socia has brought in um, have been able to hit the ground running, including players who have been uh, promoted from the youth. So there must be something about the way the culture of the club uh, is changing. That there must be something that is allowing players to settle in. I and mean, if you, you know, look back at you know the likes of Falcao and you know some of the other players that we've. brought in in recent years and how difficult it's been for them to settle in you know you could see that you know Ole is really doing a great job in that regard and um I think we're really excited um a lot of a lot of United fans have been saying that they're excited about watching Manchester United now and and you know I feel the same way I I don't feel um (laughs) almost defeated before I watch Manchester United anymore um really looking forward to the game on Sunday uh, we're true to the FA Cup quarterfinals, and we're going to be playing uh, Norwich uh, away from home. The seventh straight away game that we're playing the FA Cup. But it's been, it's been exciting. It's been, a, it's been a, a great couple of weeks for us. Um, nine games unbeaten, <laughs> putting together a bit of a run here, uh, with seven of them uh, being um, clean sheets and we've, we've been struggling for clean sheets and all of a sudden we have seven in nine games. That is just remarkable. Um, or is it, is it six games? Because I, I think the Wolves game, yeah, the, the Wolves game was a draw. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's, we've, we've only considered against uh club Bruges and against uh, Everton and those two goals, arguably individual mistakes, you could say probably pretty much avoidable. So, you know, could be more, um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Watching Manchester United these days is, 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 is fun. We're creating more chances. We're playing, um, with more fluidity. Um, you know, players seem to be more confident. Players seem to want to play the ball forward. Uh, Bruno Fernandes keeping people accountable. I think one of the things, the funniest things in the game against, um, uh, Debbie was, um, scott mctominy not giving bruno the ball <laughs> and bruno losing his stuff Anyways, but it's 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 great it's great to have him um as part of the team because he definitely uh lifts the team and you can you could hear social say it. you can hear everyone say uh what a bread of fresh hay, um he has been and, and what that means for uh for the team going forward so really excited uh for um um uh, for, for for the team and, and what we're able to to accomplish uh for the rest of the season. We're now in the business end of the season and it doesn't get any tougher. Uh City and Spurs coming up. But before I talk about City, uh Waza <laughs> it was nice always nice to, to to watch Waza. Always nice to to see him um you know play great to see him play against Manchester United. You know, he still got it like you know those two free kicks were really really uh uh, something right. I mean, but Romero wasn't having it. Romero wanted his clean sheet. But yeah, always nice to see Waza. I think um, he he is a legend. I mean, for for me, for 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 growing up, once watching Manchester United, Waza was a you know a fixture for us. Um, he gave everything, and and sometimes I think he he may be a little bit underappreciated because he, you know, angled for a move and things like that. And maybe that takes away from what he really meant to us. Um, so, but for me though, um, I would say that, you know, Waza um, is, is is a legend. Is a legend of, of the club and, and uh, always great to see him uh, play and follow him. And I, I wish him all the best uh, at Derby and he, he, when he gets, when he you know, becomes a manager, you know, pursues his uh, coaching career and everything. I wish him all the best. And, uh, you know, he will always remain a legend in my eyes anyways. Um, Yeah, so down to City. Um, With cities, it's tough, right? Because they've picked up form as well, right? They've been playing amazing football of late, uh, steamrolling teams as they always do. Uh, It's always difficult to gauge or to predict what the game would look like in the Derby, Um, you know, Anything can happen. But this season, we have a lot to be happy about. Uh, we've played City three times, to- uh, four times. Um, oh, sorry, three times. And we've beat them twice already. So, uh, at least we've demonstrated that we can beat them. Uh, though we don't have um, Rashford, who is a huge prop- proponent of of getting those wins. But at the very least, uh, we, could, we could say that... Um, you know, it's not it's not an impossible task to to expect that we can get a result um, from City, but it's going to be an exciting game. Bruno Fernandez is going to be playing his first derby. Uh, pretty, it's going to be exciting. I, I think it's going to be really really exciting. Um, we have some injury concerns that I don't know. Um, you know, if Ole is being completely transparent about the injury situation. But Aaron Wan-Bissaka is injured. Harry Maguire seems to be injured as well. Daniel James as well. They've picked up some niggles here and there. So it might be a very tough one without these guys, uh, especially without, you know, Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Harry Maguire. Um, they have become fixtures at the back. So not having that presence there, it's you know, it's it's a bit scary. But um, you know, we've always found a way. We've always found a way. I think Ole has always found a way to approach these games, and hopefully, you know, we're able to um, get something out of it. Who knows? I don't know. But it's 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 tough. It's tough. It's it's really tough not playing um, with these guys who are a huge part of why we've been successful in recent weeks. Uh, but yeah, but. Um, I've been kind of thinking about it and trying to figure out exactly what Ole is going to do in terms of formation. Um, We've played different types of formations, again, against different teams in recent times. We've played uh, Diamond. We've played 4-3-1. We've played 3 at the back or 5 at the back, (laughs) depending on how you want to look at it. Um, So I don't know what he's going to do. It'll be interesting to see exactly what his, his thoughts are. Now, it's difficult. I mean, picking a team, especially in the midfield side, is a, a bit difficult in recent times. But if he's going to go three at the back, I would say the hair in goal. I would say, I don't know if Aaron Wan-Bissaka is going to be fit to play. Uh, if not, then you're going to play Dalo as a right wing back. Uh, Lindelof definitely is going to play... <laughs> Um, so if Maguire is fit, uh, obviously he starts. But if not, you won't be too um, fuzzed about Baye playing. It's not the worst thing in the world. Bay has has been solid. He has uh, the pace. He, I think he he can he can thrive in games like that. So probably no problem there. But it can be a bit rash. You know you know Maguire kind of steadies that defense. So I don't know what it's going to look like playing against a team like City uh, without the leadership of Maguire but yeah so B can play probably and in the left center back position you probably want to go with Luke Shaw because you know he's been solid in that position and, and then at left wing back you go with Brandon Uh in midfield if you're going with the midfield three and this is really tough yeah I was as I was thinking about it I was like you know, do you drop Scott? Scott played 90 minutes. Are you going to drop him? Has he warranted that? And I don't think you should because I think he gives us a lot of energy and we're going to need a lot of energy against City because, you know, they're going to dominate the ball. So we need people who can get around the pitch. So do you play Matic, Bruno, Fred, or do you play Scott, Bruno, Fred? Like, how do you really go about it? And that's, that's a tough one. Uh, but a good thing there is also that Bruno can also play in those forward positions. So if you're playing a three-five-two, as an example, um, then you have Bruno um, probably as a second striker with. Marcial? I don't know. But, yeah, if you're going with three midfielders, then you're going maybe with Matic, Bruno, and Fred, and then up front, you want to go with Mason and Marcial. I still want to see Igalo play alongside Marcial because I feel like Igalo gives us quite a lot. He occupies the center halves uh, very nicely. He, he gets people to play in and around him. So, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, to seeing him play. But he played 90 minutes against Derby. So, I'm not expecting that he's going to be starting the game um, against City. So, uh, but yeah, I would really love to see that happen. Um, on the other hand, if he sticks with a 4 3 1 formation, then he's going to have to go with uh, either Bissaka or Dalo in, in right back, uh, Maguire in center back, or Baye, Linda Love, uh, Shaw at left back then is he going to go with a a midfield three of... probably a midfield three of Matic, Scott, and Fred? Probably playing Bruno. I I don't think playing Bruno out of position makes any sense anyway, so you probably still want to go with maybe Matic, Fred, and Bruno without Scott? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about leaving Scott out of a, a game against City, considering how tenacious he can be and how dynamic he can be and how much ground he can cover and and give us um, that solidity that we we need in in midfield. Uh, in the same vein do you drop Matic? <laughs> so it's tough. It's tough to say. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to what what Ole is going to be doing. Uh, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But if he's able to if he decides to go with a diamond um Diamond would be great in midfield, but then, you know, City is way too good to be experimenting. You know, City is way too good to be experimenting because, um, you know, we're going to lose width and, and they will really, really pounce <laughs> on us if, if we lose width. So we need to maintain some kind of width, So which is why I'm leaning towards the 3-5-2 as a potential formation. Um, I think the two up front will always be kind of Mason and and Martial, uh, given that they were rested over... Uh, in the week. Um, but, yeah, it would be nice to see a I- I- Gallo as well. For City, I think the Broner is a doubt, so, you know, who knows, but <laughs> has that ever stopped City? I mean, City is, a, is just an amazing team, and um, it's going to be stopped. very, very tough to stop them. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's really going to be a tough game, but we have to believe, we have to go in there believing that we, we can win. We've demonstrated that we, we can do it. We've done it before. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, what the game is going to look like. Before, I, um, before I, I end the podcast, I want to talk about the abuse on Lingard. And I've said this, I said this in, in one of the episodes as well, that the kind of vile abuse that people like Jesse Lingard, Andres Pereira, and our players generally receive is just despicable and... It's unacceptable. I I do hope that the police get him. I do hope that the, the authorities get the get the fan who was abusing Lingard, and I hope he does pay the consequences because I don't understand this. I I, I don't want to believe that these are Manchester United fans because I don't understand how any fan would hate their the player that they support or the player that plays with the team that they support the way that some of fans are uh hating our our players i, I don't know if it's social media i don't know what it is I but there's this culture of bullying of abuse of online hate that needs to stop period it just needs to stop because it is ridiculous it is completely ridiculous and um i i am just I'm just appalled by it. I'm just appalled by it. I have I have no words really. Um, it just it's just it's just annoying to, to see. And you know these are human beings. These these are players that we support. Uh, we loved Lingard when he you know he gave us good times. He made us feel happy. And again, I continue to say it. Nobody comes to you to berate you when you have a, a crappy day at work or anything like that or a crappy day at school. So why you know nobody does that to you? So why why do you feel the need uh, to berate someone who's probably going through a tough time? Like it's 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 just it's just crazy. I and I I don't understand why this is allowed to happen. Um, anyways, um, let's see what the weekend brings. We we hope we're able to uh, get a win. Um, cheers and, and talk to you guys soon. Um, have a good one.